Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Abby Frank. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. Hi, Helen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Podcast Connector today. Abby and I both know and love you and really excited to get to talk to you about your area of expertise, which is VA work. And you also have some new and exciting things coming out with your your course launch coming up. So why don't you go ahead and just tell everyone who doesn't know you a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Helen Peterson. I am the owner of Peterson Virtual Assistant. And I started as a just like basic admin virtual assistant after I had my daughter in 2018. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom and just wanted to have like a side hustle going on. So Mm -hmm. um, I started off with one client doing email inbox management, super basic work, and then it kind of expanded from there into a variety of things. Um, I created my virtual assistant boot camp after I was getting other women asking how I started as a VA, like what it means to be a VA um, and how you can make money doing it. And so I now have my virtual assistant boot camp and um, my specialty as a virtual assistant grew into online course launches. So I have personally launched courses, but I've also helped probably like one client a month for the past almost couple of years launch their own um, course now as well. And so those have ranged from mental health coaches to nutrition coaches, fitness coaches, business coaches. Now I'm helping a fertility coach with her course launch. So there's just been a variety of courses I've been able to help assist with their launches. And so um, that's kind of my specialty as virtual assistant and what I talk about a lot on Instagram and just sharing like mom life and behind the scenes. So yeah. Yeah. One of the things I love about you is you are a mom and I feel like you're such a strong advocate for moms getting to work for themselves and make the money that they want to make and still balancing their lifestyle. And so I'm curious what you would say to any mom out there who like really wants to dive into starting their own business, but is worried that it's not sustainable or they don't know how much money they can make. Like what is one block that you face that you can reassure those aspiring mompreneurs about right now? Yeah, I think a big fear of it ends up being like time management and then also like the financial aspect of it too, of, Mm -hmm. you know, it, cause it, it depends. Like if you're working from home as a stay at home mom who doesn't have a major financial responsibility, it's a lot easier to get a business up and running and you don't have as much stress versus if your income is kind of like the main income for your family, it's a lot scarier to create your own business and expect it to take off and, you know, make a certain amount of money per year. And so I think it really depends what your goals are, but what's pretty cool is like, you know, I'm pretty open about the fact that my income has grown significantly and 
I make more money than my husband does now as, and I get to stay home and see my daughter a lot. And it's just a great balance for me. She goes to preschool a couple mornings per week and I absolutely love it. And we're expecting baby number two in like less than three months now, which is crazy. Yeah. But it's one of those things where like, if you kind of just have to try it, like there's no secret formula or nothing I can say that's going to tell you if it's going to work out for you or not, unless you truly just like jump in and give it a try. Um, especially I always recommend like starting it on the side with one client and just see what types of tasks you can do for someone and what types of skill sets you have that might interest that. And really like, if you just take it one little step at a time, you can build something over the period of, you know, a year even, or two years. Um, It doesn't happen overnight, but it's definitely very, very worth it. If you just start at some point, wherever you're at. I love that. And that kind of ties into a question I was going to ask you. And I even had this question before I started working for myself, but I mean, I think you answered the question, what is a VA? And it's a pretty broad, it's a pretty broad scope of potential work. So for someone that's wondering, like, this sounds interesting. I might want to get started. What are some examples of different specialties or tasks that people could do as a VA? Yeah, I know there's so many things. And I think too, you can term yourself as a virtual assistant, but then specialize in a more, you know, strategic area. And then you can stop calling yourself a virtual assistant if you want to. Um, For example, if you love Instagram, helping, you know, create content, writing captions, that kind of work, you can become a social media manager. And then you can call yourself a virtual assistant who specializes in social media, or you can just call yourself a social media manager. Um, I've had a lot of people go through VA bootcamp where they start as like an admin VA and then they become a podcast manager and now they don't even call themselves a VA, but that's kind of what they are, but as a podcast manager, podcast editor. Um, And then there's the whole side of like collaborations, which is something I love talking about for potential virtual assistants because people don't understand influencers need an assistant to help them with contracts, invoices, behind the scenes, communication with brands, brand pitching. Um, All the stuff they don't want to do or have the time to yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, they don't, especially as they're growing and they, you know, get a larger following and they're having to be on their social media a lot and all that kind of stuff. They have so many emails coming through their inbox. And so one of your roles can be weeding through, you know, brand collaborations that aren't going to work out for them. And then helping them with their content calendar. So that's one of the big ones that people don't just like jump at right away to think. I think a lot of people think of a virtual assistant as like a personal assistant, which Mm -hmm. it can be, but honestly, there's a lot better tasks in my opinion than like booking someone's travel and helping with their personal, you know, calendar. And I think that's where like the misconception is versus Mm -hmm. you can actually really become more so of helping with podcasts and YouTube and brand collaborations, email marketing and social media management. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. I think the word assistant has kind of grown the stigma over time. Totally agree. I definitely am trying to transition into more of a virtual service provider than assistant. There you go. I like that. Stigma that's there. Uh, But Helen, so you talked about how you started 
as an admin VA, and now you're in this online course niche of things. So there's a lot of time between there, I assume. How did you get from admin to online course creation and being an expert in that field? Like what were the little steps along the way? And what did you see with your clients to find out that was something you love to do? Yeah, well, it kind of really started because my one of my clients is in Kajabi with her own courses. And so I had to learn the platform Kajabi, which is one of the most popular online course platforms, because I was her, you know, virtual assistant doing admin stuff, but a lot of the admin tied into working behind the scenes of creating opt-in forms and um, helping her customers with their accounts in the back end and helping upload videos to her courses and all that kind of stuff. And so when I learned more about Kajabi through that client, that was really helpful. And then when I started launching my own courses is when I kind of, I took a lot of other courses on creating and launching online courses. And some of those include like Boss Babe and Shannon Monson are really great uh, tools and, you know, the way that they go about their course creation and launches and stuff. And so I think learning from other people, um, Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, I mean, all those names, you know, they have their own courses and I've taken all of them. <laughs> so I have really, I really dove into it because I wanted to make my courses successful. And so I dove into learning more about it all. Um, and then I had another client who really just asked me to assist her with her launch, not as like a specialist in it, but just, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes. And so that was like another stepping stone where I got to see how she handled her new course launch and what her sales page looked like and all of that. And then honestly, it led to me designing sales pages, which then led to actually creating an entire course launch strategy with email campaigns and content calendars and social media campaigns and all that kind of stuff. I love that. Thank you for sharing that whole journey. I remember when I first started in your boot camp, being so overwhelmed with like, how do I get where Helen is, you know? <laughs> so it's so nice to hear like from beginning to end, not end, but how that process works because it, it can be really overwhelming for new VAs. Yeah. And I think it's really just saying yes, like to everything along the way. When mm -hmm. I first reached out to the client who was in Kajabi, I honestly just loved her brand and wanted to help her. She's a fitness instructor and she's also a mom. And I just wanted another client to help with admin stuff. And then when she asked if I knew anything about Kajabi, I said, no, but I'm willing to learn whatever I need to. And mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where you just have to keep saying yes to opportunities that come in your path. Cause I feel like if you let the fear of not knowing how to do something, keep you from actually trying it, it you're really not going to get very far because there's so many platforms out there and there's no way that you're going to know how to do everything for everyone, but you can learn how to do one thing for one client. And so I think just being okay with not knowing how to do something. I mean, there's all these platforms now have like amazing video libraries that help you dive in and like teach you how to do stuff. But then also YouTube is like such a great resource. And there's so many free tutorials on YouTube that if you don't know how to do something in Flowdesk, which is a popular email uh, marketing platform, then you can YouTube it and learn how to do it. So I think that's like the biggest thing is just saying yes and not being afraid to learn new things because you're going to have to learn new platforms, just like any job. Like it's not any different than if you're working in a corporate setting there's going to be platforms and 
you know, Excel things and all these things you have to actually learn how to do. So Mm -hmm. that's such a good comparison because I've heard so many people shy away from taking on clients that they've never worked on those tasks before, because they're like, I don't know how to do every single thing they want me to do. And no one thinks about the corporate job side of things. Like they don't expect you to know exactly how they do everything behind the scenes. You would have to work there to know, just like you would have to work for a client to know exactly how they do everything. You know, that's so funny. Yeah. Exactly. Nowadays, there's really nothing you can't learn, which, and I think this is why VA work is so cool. You really get to like test the waters and see what you like, and then really mold it into whatever you want it to be. It's like, you get to put your feelers out, try a bunch of things. Like you said, say yes to everything and something you might not expect will really stick with you. And you're like, holy crap, I love doing this. Or I'm like, this is definitely a strength of mine. And then you can cater your client list to like gradually grow into people that give you the kind of work that you want. And I think that's such a cool opportunity of working for yourself in this kind of bubble. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's, cause it always leads, like there's always pieces of the puzzle that come together. And when I look back, I'm like, I wanted to specialize in email marketing. That was kind of the main thing that I was putting myself out there for. And yes, I ended up doing that, but it tied in with course launches specifically. And so that's when I started strategizing these larger launch strategy packages where I can charge, you know, a couple thousand dollars for these services because it ties in design and email marketing and all these different like tools that I've learned separately. And now I can combine them together. And so, but you know, it's 2021 and I started this in 2018. It's been at least a couple of years since going through it. And I think you just have to be okay with like, learning along the way and not knowing where it's going to end up. And I don't know where I'll be in another year or two from now, but I love where I'm currently at and what I'm doing. And I don't think it would have happened if I tried to like plan it this way. (laughs) Mm -hmm, For sure. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about the courses again. So we're really excited about your online course school coming up. And I'm just curious through all of your experience and the research you've done, is there anything that you feel like people tend to commonly overlook when they're thinking about launching their own course? Um, I think like, honestly, my idea for online course school came about because of how my course launch strategies now, I kind of like have to hold a client's hand through mm-hmm. that process. And it's a very much like done for you approach. And I find myself repeating, you know, the same formula mm-hmm. and the same things over and over again. And I just kind of figured if I can put it into a course versus doing it one-on-one with a bunch of clients, they'd be able to also learn more of the back end. And so if they want to repeat it in the future, they could do it again. And obviously I'll still offer my one-on-one stuff because I really enjoy doing that. But I think um, one of the biggest things that I've seen people do is they try to create a program that's so that's already kind of been done before versus trying to make it more personable to what they've experienced and why something's worked out for them. The most successful courses I've seen are people who have already done something themselves and then teach other people how to do it. I think it's really hard to like grasp at an idea just, you know, randomly and think, oh, I can teach someone how to do something if you've never done it before. So it's a lot of the personal stuff that really actually ends up sticking and also selling a lot better. 
Yeah. And people want to know too, like, I don't want to go to someone who just claims that they're the expert on something just because we're in a time where I feel like people want something relatable and they want to see like, they want to see that you had the same fears and struggles as they did. And to see that you could start in the same place as them and like potentially have the same successes as that person by following what they did or their approach. I think it's so much more empowering to people than like this stone cold kind of like business front that a lot of people still try to put on where like this is exactly objectively how it has to be done. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there for people to truly help people on what feels like a personal level while still offering it as a course to the masses, if you will. Yeah. And it also just, I mean, it adds that personal touch and it makes you feel like it's a real person teaching you real things, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's not like this, um, like you said, it's not like this barrier of them trying to teach you something that they haven't gone through before. And I think we're afraid to sometimes qualify ourselves to be a teacher because we're not a teacher or we haven't gone through a certain program or something like that. But life experience, I think nowadays is like you said, the personal side of things is a lot more popular and people just like to see real life, even on Instagram these days, you know, it's like you have to have the perfect feed and the perfect photos and all that stuff anymore. People just really want to see the real story behind it all. And so I always encourage my clients to talk about their personal stories too, if it really relates to their course and their launch and what they're, what they're teaching. Yeah, absolutely. So what is included in your online course, online course school? Um, what's included in it and what can people expect to learn from it? Yeah. Um, so it's launching, at in the beginning of September, so it'll be out in a few weeks officially, but it's a three phase approach. So basically going from how to build your audience. Um, my biggest focus is impact over income. And I talk about how creating an impact for your audience is actually what's really going to help you. Just like we talked about, you know, with the personal approach and educating. If you focus more on educating your audience, you're going to find a lot more success in your course versus trying to just create a product that's going to make you money. Um, And I think like the biggest focus with creating a course is making an impact and taking your clients through that transformation of A from A to B. Um, And so it's, I help you set up a base of an audience too. It's not just how to create a course, but also how to create a community that will be ready to buy your course when you're ready to actually launch it. Um, And then I help you actually create your course idea, um, go through, you have, there's a bunch of templates and um, strategy behind what type of course you can create and whether you should do a live approach or an evergreen approach. That's one of the things that I talk about a lot in phase two. Um, And then in phase three is the actual marketing and launch of your course. So um, that comes, and all of this comes with a lot of templates, including content calendar, email marketing templates, and um, social media copies. So you can do a lot of plug and play done for you. So you can just plug in where, you know, what relates to you personally and your brand um, and be able to follow the content calendar and the launch strategy approach. So it kind of really holds your hand through the whole process of creating an audience, building your course, and then actually launching it. I love that. I think that's going to benefit so many people who they have a material, they know they want to put into a course, but then they're like, where the hell do I go from here? Like, it's so nice to just have that laid out for you. And it's so much less stress on your plate. 
So that's amazing. So where can people connect with you, Helen, and how can they get all the information they need to be ready to join your online course school when it's live? So honestly, like the best place to follow along is my Instagram, which is Peterson Virtual Assistant. Um, I share a lot on there. So that's a great place to start. Um, And then through there, you can go to the link in my bio and I have a bunch of freebies. If you're interested in being a VA, I have a full like 30 minute training that teaches you behind the scenes of what it really looks like to be a virtual assistant, how much money you can make, what services you can offer. And then if you're interested in creating an online course, I do have a free guide that's also linked in there too. Um, And those are kind of a great way to dive in, get on my email list and stay up to date on everything going on. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk to you about this. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone go follow Helen. Yes. She taught me everything I know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.